you want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Gotta have it. We've got everybody's favorite teacher in the house. It's Monday, so you know what that means. Time for Nick Canapa's report card. Professor Canapa in the house. here. How's it going? Nice seeing you again. Ah, it's good to be seen. <laughs> yeah, especially here on Padres Social Hour, uh, brought to us as always by Pacifico. Uh, before we get to the grades, you've been around as long as anybody in this town. Any particular Tony Gwynn story on this? What would have been his fifty-sixth oh birthday? I, there's hundreds. Of, I mean, I, t- I I literally talked to Tony hundreds of times. I, I was saying earlier, I I never went to a game that I was working that I didn't didn't talk to Tony before the game. I mean, it just it was an automatic thing. I didn't. I've known him from the first day he stepped on campus at San Diego State on a basketball scholarship. Tony did not play. The basketball coach, Tim Vesey, wouldn't allow him to play baseball his, his freshman year. And, uh, and Tony and Tony, I still holds the all-time San Diego State assist record. Yep. And I covered the Clippers in 1981-82 when they drafted Tony. And t- basketball was Tony's first love. And and uh, and he, you know, he obviously made the right choice. Yeah, I think baseball <laughs> worked out okay. But I'm telling you, I he started. He would have started on that Clipper team, and he might have led the league in assists. Nick, when did when did you realize he was going to be a Hall of Fame caliber baseball player? Because you saw him from the beginning. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, Tony didn't play much baseball in college. I mean, he he'd, he'd come out after basketball season and play. And back then, Jim Dietz was playing 150 base. These guys were playing like 80 games. <laughs> and, and, and Tony was, you know, Tony was good, but if he was that good. He wouldn't have been drafted in the third round. He wasn't a good outfielder. You know that. I mean, he, he, came, out of, he came out of college not being a very good outfielder, and he made himself into a, into a gold glover. Um, but... I think it was in 84, I think. I mean, he always could hit, but I think in 84. Right. Really his coming out party yeah. of a season, yeah. Um, uh, no, he'll, he'll always be Mr. Padre uh, to anybody, and especially you know, He like told me, I, you know, I asked him, I, I asked him, I'd ask him crazy things all the time. So what'd you hit, what would you hit in cores? He said, four, 400 something. <laughs> right, yeah, or with the, with the shift that you love so much today, he might have hit 850 And he there. was convinced, absolutely convinced, that he would hit 400 that year. In 94, in 94, he was convinced. Yeah, well, he turned it on in that second half. But all did right, so let's get to. I want to get to today's. Uh, well, I was just gonna say, you remember the debates that he and Ted Williams would have about having to hit for more power, and, and Tony could hit for power when he, he wanted could. to. I mean, people take that for granted. Ted used to get on yeah. him. He said, "You gotta, you gotta start swinging <laughs> yeah, for, for the some more, <laughs> the fences more." Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Nick, we're we're already a little bit late, so I'm gonna. I was giving your grades actually ahead of time today, so that I could prepare for your arrival, and there are actually two that I agree with pretty much spot on, so we're not going to spend too much time on them. It's uh, the pitching and the coaching. I think I'm with you 100%, so why don't you give us those grades quickly? Uh, pitching, I gave a B. Uh, I was a good, uh, you know, Ray and, and Pomerantz and, and Vargas were outstanding. I mean, I, Shields it is still having problems uh, with the long ball. True. 
Now, I on mean, the whole, yeah, the staff, a 2.71 ERA, but they're still giving up a lot of base right. runners. It's mostly good, but and I'm good the with the pitching staff there. had the best ERA over the last nine days of any team in Major League Baseball, well, so that's well, not too bad. I gave them yeah. a B. No, I'm with you on yeah, that. I'm, I'm just There's wondering nothing uh, wrong with a B. A B's fine. No. I, in high school, I would have I cut off my arm to get a B. <laughs> I'm saying, when, B, you, yeah. when you beat Noah Syndergaard and you beat Jacob right. DeGrom, I mean, they had yeah. a good well, I'm just thinking maybe B+. Plus. I think they had a good week. All right, coaching. Coaching, I, I gave uh, a B plus because uh, because unlike Scan, I think I think they should have sent the guy home yesterday. John Jay in the eighth inning. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm sitting next to my son. He says, "Well, they're going to have the bases loaded, nobody out." And I said, "These are the Padres. They aren't going to score." See, that's uh, what I was talking about because everyone said the fans. It's just automatically a defeatist attitude. But why you thought maybe you hold it up because you're because the uh, everything got, was set up to, to work out that way. Exactly. You got a hard hit ball to a left fielder and he's charging. He's coming on hard. The ball gets to the left fielder before your base runner has even hit third base. It's difficult to to send that guy in that situation. Regard. I mean, if you got the seven eight, you know, six seven eight guys. I mean, maybe. You know, with, with an out already, and you don't feel like somebody's going to be able to hit a sacrifice fly, but with nobody out, I'm sorry, I got to take my chance. I can't run into an out right there. I had a premonition scan. What was they that? Going to score. <laughs> <laughs> and they, and so they you did. knew you had. That's only uh, happened a few hundred times. We've in the had last clairvoyant <laughs> Bill on the show. Maybe we have <laughs> clairvoyant Canifa I mean, now. Hit the ball somewhere. Now That's this. All I'm asking. Now this. Uh, I agree with the grade, but I wanted to combat you on a story that you wrote. Let's go to the defense here. The defensive okay. grade has a been. A minus on the defense. Yeah, defense has been yeah. really good. But I read your story, your column, about the shift and being very anti-shift. Right, I am. You said it's a product of the neutered sabermetricians, if I'm not mistaken, That's right? That's right. <laughs> but, so I want to ask you this, because the shift, I'm a big fan of it. I don't, I don't like it aesthetically as a fan, but if you're trying to win baseball games, it's been proven that it works. Well, the I'm Padres, who were terrible defensively last year, I'm not are leading the league in DRS this year. For using the shift. No, no, the I'm, shift I'm okay with the grade. No, I'm okay with the grade. But in terms of the philosophy of the shift, I'm all I can tell you defense. is I would rather watch a great defensive play rob a guy of a base hit than a base hit than a, than a what would have been a sure base hit being a ground ball in the short right field. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't like the shift. A lot of people do, and that's fine. I what I, would you what would you do? How do, do you get rid of it? How do you, you outlaw it? You just don't allow it. You don't allow it. You, you keep two people on each side of the base. Isn't you you the would actually make a rule that you Absolutely. can't do it? Isn't the best thing about baseball, though, <laughs> that you can, it can last forever. You can stand wherever you want. It's a free-flowing game. Did you game. see Andy Green's quote? Did you Which see one? Andy Green's he says quote? a lot of things. Andy Green says it's, it's going to eliminate some guys from hitting 300 forever. Yeah. yeah. Sure. The bad hitter. Yeah. The guy that can't control the bat. And you it's guys, gonna, you a, being a, a pitcher. Yeah. You get guys out 70-some-odd percent of the time anyway. Yeah. No. Because, guys, because hitters are dumb, and they're hitting into the shift as opposed to saying, oh, i got a big hole on well, the left you, side. Let me just think, slap the ball to Cespedes the left side. You think is coming up and saying, well, I better, I better No, some of those it. guys shouldn't make the adjustment, obviously. But I, I think what we see now are fewer and fewer guys that can actually handle a bat. And I think part of it is because they grew up in an era where who, who have they been watching yeah, for the previous year? all sluggers and home runs. A yeah. bunch of PED guys that were getting paid to hit home runs. And I think it, it was a lost it's art a in terms of being able to handle it. It's a cyclical sport. I think this yeah. may get kids now batting against it to combat it, and then it takes the shift away. I think it's just natural. There It'll are still PED guys out there. As oh, absolutely. absolutely. All right, uh, let's go to the offense. We've got to get moving here. Uh, I, I disagree with your grade on this, but maybe not for the reason you think. What would you give the offense this week? I see. I think for once, Nick, I think you're too generous. I would have graded them lower because <laughs> this is a team that's still, uh, I mean, I have all the stats here. They're striking out the most in Major League Baseball. All this great pitching is getting wasted. They only had three runs a game on average this week. 
They get the guys in scoring position but can't really drive them in. The average is good with runners in scoring position, but the actual runs is still low. I would have gone like a D, D-plus, I think. Well, I mean, and I took into a little bit of consideration who they were playing against. Those are some pretty good guys they were playing The Mets against. pitchers. Amen, Nick, yeah. Uh, one thing we failed to mention with the defense is teams leading the majors and the fewest defensive runs allowed. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, Compared especially to last for last year. year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I look at I, I have fun watching Alexi Ramirez over at shortstop. Yeah, I mean, so I've, do had, I. I've had a great time watching him play, and we've seen Matt Kemp make some nice plays. Uh, running and these guys, and, and well, at least two of the starting infielders out. Yep. Right, yeah, we've got to wait and see. Solarte and Spanish yeah. are coming back. But I think the offense still has a lot to be desired. I so think even a C well, is generous for them. Well, I, would, I, I, I think C's okay because here, here's my counteract to that is basically, look, there were some clutch hits. They didn't get a ton of hits, but like you said, against some of the pitching staffs they faced in the last, especially the Mets, you know what? You come up with the base hit when you need it, and you drive a couple of runs in, even though you don't have the average. I, I thought there were some good at-bats during, during that series. Yeah, I still think they've got a lot of work to do. But oh, pretty good oh, at Yeah, work but I'm do. just saying it wasn't all – it was the first winning week that the Padres have had since we've started this segment. So I think, yeah, they're starting to impress you, you're Professor. you're giving them a D. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you should be ashamed. You're rubbing that. off on me now, all this negativity, this, this pessimistic wow. rating. Thank you, Nick, for swinging by. We'll see you again next week. That's brought to you by Pacifico, a rich lager born in Mazatlan, brought home by surfers, now waiting to be discovered by you. Discover Pacifico. We'll have a weather update from Wrigley Field when we come back and get you previewed for tonight's game between the Padres and the Cubs. Don't go anywhere. This is Padres Social Hour.